This is a life-changing message from Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. More information about Abundant Life can be found at www.alcc1.org. Now, let's join Pastor Jack Miller. I want you to understand this before I leave, and I told you this before, but I got to get this to you. The Almighty God, Creator, oh, you don't have to write it down, you can just listen. The Almighty God, of Creator of the universe, chose to come down on your level in the form of Jesus Christ to dwell in your heart by the Holy Spirit and gave you, watch this, gave you His righteousness, His ability, and His strength. Amen. Did you hear what I just said? He gave you His ability. His righteousness and his strength. You do nothing on your own accord. That's why you're victorious in everything you do. That's why everything you put your hands to, you prosper in. Why? Because it's his righteousness, his ability, his authority, his power. Somebody save me. Hunt your neighbor's side. I know that's right. All right. Now, I want you to turn with me because I'm almost out of time. Ooh, I'm almost, boy, time goes fast, doesn't it? All right. God said he gave me the gift of righteousness in Romans 5. Amen. Now, that's the image God wants me to see, that I'm in the gift, the, 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 uh, I am righteous. Amen. He's given me the gift. Everybody who has ever received the gift has to receive it. If I give you a gift today, you got to receive it. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Otherwise, you can have, I had a gift for somebody. Uh, we had gotten a gift for somebody years ago, and that gift remained packed up. Uh, they missed Christmas four or five times. Somebody say amen. Because at, at the time, it didn't, it, it, then it was not necessary. Somebody say amen. amen. But the gift of God is always necessary. I give to you, you have to receive it. Open it up and receive what I've given you. Somebody say amen. All right. Is that good? All right. Now watch this. I have to understand something. Righteousness is not what I do. It's what I've been made. Can I say it again? Righteousness is not what I do. It's been what I've been made. And see, when my heart changes, I now start to act righteous. Look what the Bible says in Matthew 23 and 25. And then I'm going to. I'm going to end up here. Actions are only indication, only an indication of what is in your heart. Amen. Did y'all receive that? Actions become the fruit that the heart produces. Actions become the fruit that the heart produces. So when I'm doing certain things, if I, if I recognize and I've hidden righteousness in my heart, now I start to act righteous. Now, does that make sense? Look what the Bible says in Matthew 23, 25. It says this. Get Matthew 23 and 25, please. One unto you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, clean, cleanse first that which is, is within the cup, and platter that the outside of them may be clean also. Do y'all see that? Now, keep going. Hey Amen. Real quick, because I got to show this thing. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like, like unto white itself. Say the word. 
nobody can get it today. Amen. Which, say it, Merle. What's she saying? What? And look, some of y'all are going, yes, I sepulchre. <laughs> I am nowhere close to it. I'm, I, can't, I can't say chivalry. Um, but no, um, the word, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are, are within full of dead men's bones and of uncleanness. Look what he says there. So he's saying you got to clean the inside. Look at this. Next verse, 28. Amen. 28. Even so, you also outwardly, uh, outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within you are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Wow. So he's telling me right now, I got to get the inside of the cup right, which is righteousness from God, so that the outside can be right. Somebody say amen. amen. I can't work on the outside and then try to work on the inside. It doesn't work that way. Somebody say, hunt your neighbor say, I know that's right. Now, quickly, let's go to first seven. See, because my victory, my victory is determined on this image. If I see the image of righteousness and I'm building my family on the image of righteousness, it's always, I'm always going to win, come out victorious. Amen. I want to show you, last week we ended up talking about a few things about what David had done, 1 Samuel 17, and I think it's awesome that we're able to see some things. And real quick, I want to pull out again certain things real quick on what David did, on certain things that we too need to add here and learn. Somebody say amen. First Samuel 17, and let's look at the eighth verse. You know, everybody knows the story about Samson and Goliath, correct? All right. We started talking about it the last two weeks. And one of the things that you have to understand is that well, let's look at what the Bible says and let it speak for itself. Somebody say amen. Because my victory is hidden in the cloak of the way that David did it. Somebody say amen. A lot of people talk about David, but a lot of people don't live like David lived. Don't get me wrong. I ain't saying he was a perfect guy and he wasn't, but he loved himself some God. And until you, I think we need to be hesitant on how much we want to tear down somebody before we realize how beneficial they were. Okay. And he stood and cried. Look, he's talking about Goliath here in the eighth verse. Look what it says. And for, uh, we got to see a human perspective. See, whenever you're in the, the midst of a battle, you're going to see a spiritual side and a human side. The thing that you can allow yourself to happen to you is that you look at the human side of the thing. Amen. Amen. The fact is the spiritual side of it. Do you hear what I just said? See, because see, every one of you are going to go into a battle. You're going to deal with something and you're going to see the physical side of it and you're going to see the spiritual side. If you take the physical side versus the spiritual side, you're going to lose every time. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, you say, well, how? Look what he says. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel, eighth verse, and said unto them, why are you come to set the battle in array? Am I not a Philistine? And ye servants of Saul, choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. 
Now, look at this. He's telling you, I'm human. I, look at me. Look at me. That's what he's saying. Look at me. You know, choose me somebody in the flesh to fight with me. Amen. You see what I mean? But this ain't the fleshy fight like that. See, you got to recognize your fight before you get in. Did y'all catch what I just said? See, many of us are losing because we're looking at the human side of it. You're looking at the physical reality rather than looking at the physical fact, the spiritual. Oh, no, that's how. Let me say it again, Father. You're looking at the physical reality rather than understanding the spiritual fact. That was good. That's why I went back and did it. Spiritual fact is, I don't care what I see physically, what does, word, what does God's word say to me spiritually? Amen. See, because I'm going to show you real quick. I'm out of time, but I'm going to show you. Can I, can I have five, ten minutes? What's my time? Oh, you didn't check it today. Oh, that's good. That's good. Let me, let me get my, okay. Yeah, because, uh, okay, praise the Lord. Thank you. All right. Now watch this. Watch this. I want to show you today real quick. I want to show you that David looked at some things and God had already promised them that he promised the children of Israel, there should be no man stand in front of you. Everyone that stands in front of you will be destroyed, be taken down. So to cower down to Goliath was to say that God wasn't who he was. So you just call God, God a liar. So God said, I'm not obligated to be in this because I'm not a liar. That's not my DNA. That's not my image. See, God shows up on it in his image. When you recognize who, is it, who he is, you start to act like it. And you talk like it. And you run to the battle instead of running away. Somebody say amen. amen. Let, let, me, let me clarify some things. When David was on the backside, I got to show you a few things because I'm running out of time. But when David was on the backside of the mountain, so to speak, and he was being, he was wrestling the lion and the bear. Remember that? He said, I fought the lion and the bear. See, one of the things you have to recognize and understand that in the process, God is using those to get you to the fight. Does that make sense? There are little fights that you get to to prepare you for the big one. And you're crying, running away from the little one, not realizing that it's taking you to the next one. Amen. That's why. Glory to God. That's why. Do you see what I just did? See, I ran up the steps. Every step took me higher. Now I'm above. Y'all didn't catch that. You know, you see what I did? I ran to the battle. Why? Because again, just like a plane taking off, I had something. My lift comes in adversity. Amen. You think, well, I ain't supposed to go through nothing. You've already been built to overcome everything that comes your way. Once you accept Christ as your personal Savior, you've been built, whether you know it or not, to overcome anything that comes your way. Any bad marriage. I don't want to get a lot of amens on that. Amen. Bad marriages, deliverance out of anything you still locked into. Somebody say amen. Men's ends not meeting. Yeah. He's already built that in too. Somebody say amen. All right. If I can just get myself to believe what his word says versus what I see. Because what I see says I'm losing. 
Somebody say amen. amen. What I see says sometimes I'm not winning. But God says, God in his word says you are. It's the, is the cup half full or half empty? How are you seeing it? Is God who he says he is or do you see yourself? See, don't trust in your own abilities. When you trust in your own abilities, you mess this thing up. Somebody say amen. All right. Now, here's something I want to show you, too, is that David, watch this. David shows up on the scene. He hears what Goliath says. Right. Remember, he hears what Goliath says. And then he tells he said, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Did you see? Now, 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 I got to show you a few things. He calls out David. David calls him out and says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Now, one of the things now, David is the younger brother of eight brothers. If if I got that right. He's the youngest one. He's been sent to the war. He's been sent out there just to deliver stuff, bring supplies. But in the purpose of sending him out there, something else goes on. He sees something. He sees that the children of Israel are cowered down. And he was like, what is going on? And see, uncircumcised means you didn't have a covenant. That's why every, every Hebrew man at that time, they would cut the foreskin. Do I have to be graphic? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, no, 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 no. But they would cut the foreskin. There was two reasons why. There was one, it was a covenant. And two, when he took his pants off, whatever he was going to do immorally would be seen. No, you didn't see that. Because soon as you saw, you saw this was a covenant man. Oh, no, y'all didn't catch that. You see what I mean? So all, all of a sudden, if I was to lay with someone who was not in the covenant, automatically they would see, oh, this is a covenant guy. Oh, I ain't messing with you. You understand that? But God said, now I don't have to cut that to show the covenant. Amen. Turn with me to Romans 2 and 29, please. Y'all getting anything? Yes, Amen. See, they focused, the children of Israel, I'm almost done. They focused on what they could see. David focused on what he knew. What do you know? He called him an uncircumcised Philistine. You have no covenant with my God. You see this Romans 2 and 29 says, but he is a Jew, which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart of the heart. He said, I don't circumcise the outside. Now you can do that. But he said, but no, the main thing is now I circumcise the heart. That's how folk know they're they're mine. They're mine. I'm in covenant with them. Why? Because they made a covenant with their heart in the spirit and not the letter. Look, he said it. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter. Whose praise is not of men, but of God. Y'all see that? Oh, come on. Did I lose you? All right. Okay. All right. (laughs) Every believer, write this down quickly. I'm I'm running out of time. It seems like every time I get to David, I'm running out of time. Watch this. You ever notice this? Every believer have covenant rights. Every last one of you, when you accepted Christ as your savior, things came over to your board. Automatically, things got deposited in your account. And they're in there. But if you don't take the withdrawal, it's just sitting there. Hunt your neighbor's side. I don't want it just to sit there. 
turn with me to Deuteronomy 11 and 25. See, whenever you look at Goliath in life and don't look at the promises of God, you're always going to walk in defeat. Does that make sense? See, you've got to train yourself to look at the promises of God regardless of what the circumstances are telling me. Regardless of what my body is saying to me right now. Because sometimes my body is not feeling right. Somebody say amen. And especially sometimes when my bank account don't talk right. Come on, somebody. Amen. Say amen. Deuteronomy eleven twenty four. Look what God says. Now watch this. Now remember, this is Deuteronomy, right? This is way ahead of where they were. They are now in First Samuel, and God has told them, "Go ahead, you. I got you." Now watch what He said. There shall no man be able to stand before you. Stop right there. God just made a promise. God told the children of Israel, now you see what David's standing on. David comes up and goes, wait a minute. Deuteronomy 11, 25 said. Did you see what he just said? He just rolled up on covenant. He just rolled up on covenant. He said, there should no man, wait a minute, the covenant said no man should stand before us. And so now he says, unless he's one of us, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is this guy who does not have a covenant with God? Do you all see this? See, here's the problem. Here's the problem really, really fast. I said a little bit last week. I got to say it and home in on it. Here's the problem. Again, you're fighting your battles versus fighting his battles. God called you to fight his battles, not yours. Why? Because you're dead. Somebody say amen. If you see, remember I told you this, if you see, if all you see is what you see, you do not see all that can be seen. Amen. Turn with me real fast, 1 Samuel 34 and 37. I tell you what, let's skip over that. No, 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 let's go there. Because I got I to gotta show you two things before I go home. 1 Samuel, go ahead, give that to him, 1 Samuel 34, 1 Samuel 34, I love when David said this, and then cue up Luke 16 and 10, 1 Samuel, hurry up, 1 Samuel 17, what did I say, 1 Samuel 17, 34, 1 Samuel 34, 1 Samuel 34, come on, come on, boom, I'm working them back there. Yeah, that's what it said. First Samuel 17, 34. Okay. And that what it say? No. Yeah, look, look. And God said, let there be a scripture. Boom. Really? <laughs> All right. Watch this. All right, gotta go to work. Gotta finish out here. Ready? You're ready to win? I'm queuing you up to win. You know, amen. Every battle in life, if it's fought for the kingdom, always wins. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's. Remember, I told you about this, but now I got to show you something. Thy servant kept his father's sheep and there came a lion and a bear and he took a lamb out of the flock. Watch this. Look what he's talking about. And went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard. <laughs> That's a bad boy. And smote him. I, and slew him. <sighs> 
Amen. Can you imagine David? Come on. Hold that book. Now, now he's talking about a lion, right? So he grabs the lion and he smote him. Trying to take my stuff. And then he, he slew him. Man, that's bad boy, ain't it? God getting you ready for a fight. There's some fights you've been in. God's getting you ready. Watch this. Next verse. Watch this. Thy, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear. I ain't no joke out here. And this uncircumcised, oh, Lord, and this uncircumcised Philistine should be as one of them. Seeing he defied the armies of the living God. This fight ain't about us. It's about God. That's the reason right there. Oh, man. Did y'all see that? He said this ain't about me. Look at Luke 16 and 10. You don't have to turn there. I'll tell you what. Luke 16 and 10, so I can save time. He tells us about being faithful over the little. And he said, if whatever we're faithful over the little, see, these little fights are preparing me for the big harvest. Man, that was good. Come on. Did somebody receive that? These little fights are preparing me for the great harvest. Because there's a big, uh, there's a big bounty coming. So get happy when you get in big fights. Because the bigger the fight, the, and the bigger the harvest, the more the glory to God. God wants to be glorified and he wants to use you. Say, here am I, Lord. You can use me. I'm ready. Now watch this. David shows up. He's the youngest of, all, uh, of the brothers, right? But he knew about, this is what got me. He knew about covenant. Who taught him? Jesse had to tell him what God's word said. And so immediately, now watch this. His other brothers are in the fight, in the midst, but they're scared. But they've been taught the same covenant that David did. You can grow up around this thing, hang out with this thing, but still don't know this thing. David, the young one, knew what he was getting into. He said, wait a minute now, this guy ain't got no covenant. Hunter David say, he's got no covenant. See, when the grandstands are full, that's when we want to show out. But God is getting you ready on the back nine where nobody else is. You may be hidden for now, but your story is still being written. Oh, glory. Only me, only me. All right, all right, okay. Only a few of y'all clapped. That's all right, that's all right. All right, all right, all right. 38 verse, 1 Samuel 17, 38. I got to go. 1 Samuel 17, 38. So he let David go, but tried to put on his armor. And Saul armored, armed David with the armor and he put an helmet of brass upon his head and also armed him with a coat of mail. And David girded his sword upon, a, upon his armor and he essayed to go for he had not proved it. And David said unto Saul, I can't go with these for I've not proved them. And David put on, people are going to tell you how to do this fight. And you know, I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. I, I was in, I, you know, I should, well, I'm going to tell it. I was called in somebody's office. I was called in a, uh, another pastor's office. And I'll never forget it. And we, you was in there. 
And they said, you know, they looked at me and they said, remember that? They said, one day you believe God, you'll be able to get something like what we got. They did. Remember that? that? And I just thought that was the funniest thing because I'm like, who want this little warm bedroom thing you got? No, no, no. I, I really was serious. It really irritated me because they were like, oh, poor baby, you ain't got no faith. That's where I took it. I, and that's where it came across. It was like, one day you're going to get some faith. You just have some. You'll be all right. You'll get there. And I'm like, if this what your faith did? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, oh, no, 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 no. I, I'll, keep, I'll keep holding on to promises of God. I, I'll get there. Don't worry about it. I ain't in competition anyway. But I'm Okay. Amen. I just trust God, okay? I, I, I'm going to hang in there. They dissolved. We hung in there. Amen. Didn't. Totally broke. And that just shows you, be careful. Don't let other people tell you, do what God's word said do. As, if God's word said do it, do it. Hunt your neighbor say, I know that's right. All right, let, let me go on real quick. The, Goliath comes out, called, Jesus, called David a dog. He said, you're a little dirty dog, you know. He said, why you bring this little ruddy guy? But I like when he talked about it. They, he, said, he said, he was ruddy, but he had fair continence. He said, he said, he a little fella, he a little fella, and he's you. But you know what, you know, he still looked good. You know what I mean? Now, can I tell you a little secret to you? There are going to be times that you're not going to be look like you're equipped for what God has called you for. And people are going to say, God ain't never going to use a person like that. He'll never use that guy. Why? Because I don't look the part. I don't, I mean, you just saw today, you know, I already believe God will use me. You saw today, I, I stumbled on a word. Couldn't even get it out and just said, hey, you say it. But I believe that God will still use a person like me that can't get all his words out. I just believe he's just that type of a God. I believe he'll, he'll use a guy that don't, and, and a girl, that don't seem like they got it all together, don't fit the norm, isn't cool with his skinny jeans. Oh, I just made it. I just went down somebody's road. I don't, I don't feel like I got to wear skinny jeans to get you to live right. I ain't going to cut. I ain't got to wear distressed jeans to make you live right. I ain't trying to fit into the club. I'm fitting into what he said. Somebody say amen. Hunt your neighbor say, I know that's right. Write this down because I got to go. When God became a part of the equation, Goliath lost. I'm going to read that and let's go home. When God became a part of the equation, 1 Samuel 17, 46, when God became a part of the equation, Goliath law, David, write this down, David was not fighting his personal enemies, he was fighting God's enemies. Goliath was challenging the God of Israel. I've got to go on this last scripture. Here it is. Look what it says. You come against me with a, with a sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Y'all see that? But I come against you, look what he says, 
in the name of the Lord Almighty. That's what he said I come against you with. Then he said, the Lord God, the God of the, God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. He calls him out, the God of the armies of Israel, who you have defied. This day, the Lord will deliver you, the Lord, this day, the Lord, this day, the Lord, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. Today, your battles will be given to you. Why? So that people will know that he is the God of Newcastle. He is the God of Middletown. Come on, somebody. He is the God of Newark. He is the God of Delaware. Did y'all catch that? See, wherever you are listening to me, you need to recognize that God just wants to show up right where you are. But it's his battle, not yours. Did y'all catch that? See, when it's the glorified God, I win all the time. When it's all about me, you're going to win. You're going to lose. Somebody say amen. Amen. Look what he says at the end of that. I think that was 47. He said, for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. Look what he said. For the battle. Everybody ready to read that real quick before we go. For the battle. And he will give you Amen. So David already knew. David wasn't talking. He was talking covenant. And so next thing that happens, I got to go. But this is the next thing that happens. Goliath starts to move forward. David takes off running. In the process of running, David is reaching into his pouch. And he's getting him a slingshot. See, he's coming with a sword. But, Jesus, but David's bringing it's something that's going to reach beyond where he is. He'll never get, oh, you got to see this. As Goliath is coming, he will never get close enough to him. Why? Because the weapon that he has is out of order. Y'all caught that? It's got to be used close, but the one that God gave David, I can get you from way back here. When he throws it, it goes off. It lands right in his head, but the fight ain't over. Notice their children. Notice the Philistines didn't run because they thought, hey, Goliath might have just tripped. Hey, he'll get back up. He just tripped. He's okay. But David knew something. Oh, man. David knew in order for them to take off running, he had to show them something. He runs up the same weapon that was going to be used against him. Oh, y'all didn't catch that. It got turned for him now. Now he's using the one that was designed to kill him. He's using that same weapon. And guess what he does? He goes up and he does what? He cuts his head off. I always tell folk this. It's old, but I tell you again. He cut the head off to show people how to get ahead in life. That's old, but yeah. It still works, don't it? (laughs) And so everything that I do, now watch this, I cut to the root. I cut it off. Anything that God says is outside his will, outside his plan, I cut that off. Somebody say amen. I run to the battle. 
I don't walk. I run to the battle because my victory, I already know what has been promised. What's been promised? My victory. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I dare not lose. We had a situation real quick. We had a situation last week. Remember, they came in. Remember, I told you they were coming in and I had already won the victory anyway. And the, uh, the fellow said, no, 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 no. He's sitting there going again. Here he go again. No, no. He's, I got He's probably watching this going, why? He said, no, no, no. It, it, it's just, I said, don't do this. And I just sit right there. I sit right there and I said, I said, ain't no need. I already won this victory. This one's already won. They left, came back, called. Victory was ours. See what I mean? I didn't move. I could care less what you said. You know, I have to know what God's word says. And if God's word says I have victory, I have victory. There are going to be fights I'm going to get in. I'm going to get myself in some. But how do I come out? If I place everything on God. Now, I'm not going to make my own walls. I'm only fighting what he fights. If God said fight this, we fight that. If God said he already blessed me to walk in this, then I'm going to fight for that. I'm going to fight for my healing. I'm going to fight for my prosperity. I'm going to fight for my deliverance. These are things I'm going to fight for. Why? Because he said, I already promised you victory. This is your word. This is my word concerning you. Proverbs. Okay. Jeremiah 29. I said I was done, right? Did I say I was done? I know he wrote this to someone, but I want you to get this 2911. Amen. Glory to God. God loves you. Hunt your neighbor and say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am made in his image. Come on now. I'm in the image of God. I'm the image of God. I'm righteousness. Somebody say amen. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I've already walked it out for you. You know, hey, I already walked the steps of a good man. Walk in his steps, not someone else's. I'm out of time, and I thank you for yours. Amen. Thank you all for joining us today. Glory to God. The proceeding is a recording by the teaching ministry of Abundant Life Christian Center in Newark, Delaware. If this has been a blessing to you and you wish to sow into our ministry, you may send a check or money order made payable to Abundant Life Christian Center or ALCC at P.O. Box 415, Bear, Delaware, 19701. Thank you for listening. And remember, Satan is defeated, darkness is dispelled, and Jesus Christ is Lord.